Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for everyone who joins us. Uh, you know, every time one of these podcasts comes out and listens and shares the podcast and all that, we're grateful. Happy to have you here. Um, you know, I've been thinking back. Uh, I'm 34 years old now. Over my long life, you know, as I get ready to go home to be with the Lord in my senior years now. Just joking. Um, when I when I look at what the Lord's been doing lately through the Word of God, through preaching seeing the signs and wonders and the different things. And just, uh, I've felt like um, things since since COVID and even 2021, things have kind of gone to another level. You're seeing, you're seeing the body of believers who love the Lord and who plugged into the things of God go to a different level than, than before. And it's because persecution, because there's a greater divide than ever before, because the nation's blatantly becoming... Um, anti-Christian, you know, it's like you see these things in motion. And then the people who hang on to the word of God, uh, and then our own personal life, my wife and I just seeing things that we haven't seen before. And um, when I look back, I start to I start to look and say, well, what's really the change been? I was listening to Tim Hall, uh, evangelist Tim Hall preach, and he's been in the ministry 40 plus years and done mass crusades and raised a few people from the dead. And and different things. And I remember him one time, someone asked him, if you could go back and change anything uh, and do anything different at the beginning, what would you do? And all he said was, I would have believed for bigger sooner. I would have believed for bigger sooner. And that really stuck with me. I heard that a few years ago. But really, now that I'm looking and, and uh, you know, I've been preaching full time for a couple years and uh, part-time for a number of years, quite a few, uh, I just say, I wish I would have preached. Um, I wish I would have preached the real gospel sooner. You know, we can get into this place, especially for those of you who are uh, future ministers or ministers, we can get into this place of, of preaching and living out of how we see ourselves now. You know, that's why identity is so important, is, is people live out of their identity. When I was, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was overweight, when I was, you know, um, my highest weight, I lived out of that identity. So I would make fun of myself and fat jokes and make fun of myself. And I remember I've told the story on here on how I, I sat down in a plastic chair once and broke the chair. And then after that, every time I would, I would check the integrity of the chair. Even after I lost the weight, I was still checking the integrity of the chair before I sat in it. Like I would kind of lean on it just because it had become my identity of being chair breaker big, you know? And so you live out of your identity, but people can bring that over into the way they live with the Lord. Like, oh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I've never been that great in being dedicated to the word. And then they take that as their identity. And so we have to begin to look at the word and just see ourselves. And then also see, really focus. The, focus, the key isn't even focusing on us. The key is focusing on who the Lord is in us. Because with us, there's always weakness. With us, there's always limitations. With us, there's always shortcomings. We know our shortcomings better than anybody else. We're the ones who live in our own minds. We're the ones who, you know, we, life comes at us. People may look and see, man, that person's an anointed man of God or woman of God. And then we're the ones who go home with ourselves and realize, man, if you, <laughs> yes, I'm anointed by God, but if you understand how regular my life is, you know, it's like, so sometimes for us, we, we change the gospel based on who we are. And I know we have a lot of people listening who uh, preach the gospel and will preach the gospel. And really still, whether or not you're going to preach the gospel, will believe the gospel. Don't adjust your belief by where you think you're at. 
The gospel is a standard. Jesus Christ is a person and he doesn't change. So who am I to preach Jesus who saves and who sets free, but then not preach as hard on healing? Because I just think, well, I don't know if I have a healing anointing. It doesn't matter on the anointing that I have. It's, it's that, first of all, that I have an anointing, but it's not my anointing. You know, this is stuff that I wish, I, I guess everything answers to revelation. So maybe I was told these things before, but they never hit home. But I want these to hit home for you. The power of God, like the last podcast, we talked about the powers for us. The powers for us and the powers for now. You know, the, it isn't about who we think we are. Oh, I've only been in ministry for a year, so I shouldn't expect to see signs and wonders. You, take yourself out of the equation. God is a God of signs and wonders, and he'll work signs and wonders through whoever will let him. And really, he looks for three things. He looks for opportunities. God looks for opportunities to move. There's people that God will put you in their path to share the gospel because he needs someone who's willing to talk to them. He's looking for opportunities. There's people, think about this, that God plans for people to get saved, right? So God made plans for people to get saved. And and you and I are part of God's plans for that person to get saved. There's places we go where the Lord will lead us into people's plans path because he's looking for opportunities to get the gospel to people. And so we're part of the plans that God has for people, which is humbling, you know. Um, but but God looks for opportunities. Number two, God looks for people to fill. God's not holding withholding an anointing for you. God, God's looking for people who will just believe his word and will step out. God's really the, the whole picture is that we would be like Christ going around doing the works of Christ. And then number three, God looks for the right heart. You know, really when it comes down to it, when your heart is just to love the Lord. Lord, my heart, I, more than anything, I just want to please you. I want my life to bear fruit. Lord, I organize my life because I'm going to meet with you one day. And I just want you to, I just want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, I, I, I'm here because I love you and I want to build your kingdom. Everything you have is what means the most to me. And when that's the case, the Lord won't with, withhold anything. And so you, you, he looks for that right heart, and then he looks for those people to fill. Because if someone has the wrong heart, and they're motivated by uh, bringing people to themselves, they're motivated by being popular, that's why you have to die to the fear of man and really the praise of man. Because some people live off the praise of man, and you can't live off the praise of man. Jesus said, how can you even believe? How can you even have faith? How can you believe who receive honor of one another and not the honor that God comes from God alone? So I'm I'm asking the Lord more now than ever before. Lord, burn the fear of man out of me. Number one, so I don't, you know, so people's praise or people's insults. <laughs> I got to preach. <laughs> I got to preach the other night, Thursday night of the stand. It was night, I think, 307 or something like that. And, um, and uh, you know, just preached my heart out. Uh, it was a message that I didn't have notes for. I, I, just, I just knew it was really to preach people hungry, to preach people to receive. And to see the Lord move, uh, that's more. That's what I want more than anything these days, especially on nights of the stand. You know, I'm not doing a seven-day teaching course on, on different things. There's times and places for that. It's it's a Holy Ghost and fire meeting, right? So uh, preach, and it was awesome. People got healed, had words of knowledge. It was just, it was powerful. I had a blast out there. Sometimes it just amazes me how, how you know, I get finished. I'm like, that was awesome. I'm not trying to compliment myself, but it's just, you get in the Holy Ghost and you're saying and doing things that you didn't ever plan on saying and doing. And then my wife said that, uh, someone told her that on Facebook, when I finished preaching, someone was like, well, I give that about a D or an F, <laughs> which is really funny to me. I honestly laugh when I hear that, that there's people out there, you know, you preach the gospel and maybe they just don't like my tone. Maybe they don't like the way I dress. Maybe they don't like that. I shouted whatever. Maybe I killed one of their uh, they're religious cows. 
God will do now. Anything God can do later, he can do now. Uh, you know, and people get upset. But you, you learn to die to the praise of man or the criticism of man, where, where even if it wasn't some random person on Facebook, it was someone, you know, what if it was someone of importance who said that? I give that about a D or an F. Am I going to be messed up for my next time I minister? Or you just learn, Lord, I'm, I'm, if there's anything I need to change, I'll change. But Lord, I'm here. To, I'm here. I'm doing this for you. All I care about is that I, that I do what you called me to do. And so you begin to make an adjustment, but start believing in the whole gospel. If you're going to preach Jesus, preach him as Savior and preach him as healer. Preach him as forgiver, preach him as the baptizer in fire. It's like people back off and they go weak in an area. Well, you know, I know God is Savior and, and he's comforted me. So then they preach messages just of comfort. But Jesus is the baptizer in fire, whether you know it or not. Jesus is the healer, whether you know it or not. Who am I to say I'm not going to preach hard in that, in that area? He is who he said he is. The gospel is a standard. You don't preach below the standard. The standard of the gospel is Christ, the hope of glory, Christ, our savior, Christ, our healer, Christ, our God, our provider, God, our abundant provider, God, who, when God blesses you, no man can curse you. you choose to enter in and believe today. Start taking the scripture and take yourself out of the equation. This is Jesus. He is who he says he is. And so these are things where I look back, where even now I'm making a covenant, I'm, I'm making a decision. I'm preaching harder, even if I haven't seen, you know, someone raised from the dead. I'm preaching Jesus as the person who raises the dead. And that's not hypocrisy, because you preach who the, Bible, who the Bible says he is. People come to me in, 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 in healing school, and you can tell the way they think. They're like, I'll talk about how God raises people up. And in healing school, God like raises up an army, not only to get healed, but to go out and like set the captives free to lay hands on the sick. And then you can tell people are like sometimes at first conflicted because they're like, well, how could I pray for the sick if I'm still sick? Well, it doesn't change the gospel. You being sick doesn't change the gospel. There's a scripture in 2 Timothy 2, verse 11 through 13. It says, it's a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Verse 13, if we don't believe he still abides faithful, he cannot deny himself. You know, it's like an atheist. I don't believe in God. So it does, that doesn't change anything. He still, believe, he still made you. You not believing him doesn't make him real or not real. He's God with or without you. He's healer with or without you. He's the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire with or without you. He's the one who comes in the clutch with or without you. Choose to believe he is who he says he is. Take yourself out of the equation. Well, I've only been, you know, I'm a first year Bible school. You know, you've got to take those limiting factors out and say, he's a healer. He's the one who destroys cancer. People have this like hierarchy of the way things should go. And I know we do progress in faith, but you have to start believing now. If you don't believe in him as healer now, there's actually comes a conscious decision where you're saying, he's my healer. I may not need, I may not need to be healed from something right now, but he's my healer. You make a decision. He is who he says he is. Even if someone doesn't believe in him, he remains faithful. He can't deny himself. He's awesome. He's a provider. He's a God of abundance. He's the God. He's the God who, who you know, this, so, these things that we ask him for are so small. He's the God who, who can move mountains. He's the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. We're believing the Lord for a car. You're believing the Lord for transportation. You're believing the Lord for a place to stay. He could get you 10 cars in one day. He, he's a great God. The things that we're believing him for, you know, there'll be a day you have to like look ahead. There'll be a day 
when you're 50, 60, 70, 80, right? If the Lord tarries. I know some of you listening may be 50 already. So, But there'll be a day where you'll be believing the Lord for millions. Look at Pastor Rodney. There was a time he was believing the Lord for tens, twenties, just to have money to buy his wife makeup. And of course you progress, but but you start, you, you don't, Lord, I'm, I'm looking at the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Lord, these things, you start to meditate in who he is. Can I give you a key? You know, I've been studying faith for a long time. It's The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please him. And I t- get to teach the faith class in the River Bible Institute. It's a great privilege for me. Um, but the, the more I see it, you know what I see is probably the number one key to faith. Number one, meditate in the word. Meditate on who God is. Think about, the Bible actually says that the disciples couldn't believe this in Mark 6 and also again in Mark 8. They couldn't believe because they hadn't considered the, the miracle of the loaves. Had they considered and properly thought about what actually happened in the miracle of the loaves, it wouldn't have surprised them that Jesus walked on water, the Bible says. They wouldn't have been amazed. So people who are amazed by miracles, it actually shows, you should be grateful for miracles, but people who are amazed by miracles, it actually shows unbelief. I I, I said to the Lord, Lord, I never want to say wow to a miracle. Why? Because he's God. He's a miracle worker. I never want to say wow to God's provision, even if it is abundant, even if it's more than I, I expected, even if it's more than enough. I never want to say, wow, I want to say, you know what, that actually makes sense. I'll still rejoice. I won't hold back my praise, but I'm not going to be shocked by anything big God does. God uses me to raise the dead, grow legs out, eyes pop back into the sockets. I I won't say, wow, because he's a miracle worker. I I want to get to the place where I expect that on a daily basis. Lord, I'm going outside today. Would you work miracles through me? (laughs) The gospel is a standard. You don't preach where you think you are. Take yourself out of the equation. You're not preaching you. You're preaching Jesus. Preach Jesus. Get to know Jesus. Daniel 11. They that know their God shall be mighty and do exploits. God's raising up a group of people who are mighty and who know their God. Whether you've been in ministry for a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years. You don't have to take 20 years to start walking in miracles. Start meditating on who he is now. I love you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. We'll see you next time.